0: Listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rizzuto. There was so much movement in the NFL over the first week of free agency. Let's break it all down. Here are the fantasy football winners and losers from this first week. One of the biggest winners is new Lions running back David Montgomery. Montgomery's going to a much better offense. He's gonna be running behind a much better offensive line. And there's a clear void with Jamal Williams leaving in free agency. Now Jamal Williams was awesome for the Lions, especially at the goal line. He had 33 attempts inside the five yard line. And that has to make you excited for David Montgomery who had only four inside the five attempts this past season. Not only that, but Montgomery is a better pass blocker. He's a better receiver coming out of the backfield than Jamal Williams. That's not a role that Jamal Williams was trusted with this past season. And because of that, I'm projecting Montgomery to have more touches than Jamal Williams had last year and more opportunity in the receiving game than Jamal Williams had. Now this brings me to the first loser of free agency and that's DeAndre Swift. Now the hope was that DeAndre Swift would be the one in this backfield with Jamal Williams leaving in free agency, but they swiftly, Replace Jamal Williams with David Montgomery I see what you did there And with a running back who is capable in the receiving game Now nowhere as capable or explosive or efficient as Swift would be in that role, but some of the opportunity that definitely would have went Swift's way this year can go towards Montgomery. And that's very disappointing for Swift's value going into 2023. Now coming into free agency, Swift was my RB10 in dynasty. Now he's fallen back to my dynasty RB15. But with that being said, I am buying Swift low where I can. If I could acquire Swift for a mid second round rookie pick, even this year, I'm okay doing it. set to be a free agent after the 2023 season he's only going to be 25 years old so I'm taking a shot at upside there if you can make that happen in your league now Rashad Penny another big winner from free agency now I know he would have liked a lot more money but this is a low risk high upside signing for the Eagles Penny has been one of the most efficient and explosive running backs when he's on the field the chances of him actually staying on the field this year if he's given some opportunity probably low but should we be taking shots on him late in drafts absolutely behind this offensive line on a great offense we saw miles sanders was able to do last year i think miles sanders is not as good of a running back as rashad penny when he's healthy yes the best availability is availability that's not what they say if rashad penny can stay healthy i think he could do more than Sanders was able to do last season. Now, I don't believe the Eagles are just gonna go into this season with Rashad Penny as their only early down guy. Yes, they do have Boston Scott, they have Kenny Gainwell, but I still think they're gonna draft another back potentially on day two, maybe round three to either insure penny or just simply play over penny maybe a 1a 1b type of situation but they cannot go into this season just assuming that penny is going to stay healthy and i'm still taking shots on penny if that happens because if he gets any opportunity this season he can be very fantasy relevant don't forget what he did at the end of 2021 he was winning people fantasy championships yards after contact through the roof big plays non-stop and despite the fact that he won't be using the receiving game he still has upside. Justin Fields, an obvious winner. He didn't have a number one wide receiver last year. Matter of fact, he didn't have any wide receiver last year for a big portion of the season, but he still managed to finish as the QB5, and now he has DJ Moore. And not only does he have DJ Moore, he's going to have a healthy Darnell Mooney. He's going to have a healthy Chase Claypool. I think that's a very solid wide receiver core for us to assume that the Bears are going to pass the ball a lot more than they did last season. Her dropback, he was basically scoring the same amount of fantasy points as Jalen Hurts. And now you add a new element to his game where he's going to be able to pass the ball more, throw more passing touchdowns. It feels takes a further jump. Imagine what kind of monster fantasy season he's going to have next year. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster is essentially replacing Jacoby Myers on the Patriots. He's their number one wide receiver for now, but I'm pessimistic. If he can't get it done as the number one wide receiver with Patrick Mahomes, I don't think he's going to get it done with Matt Jones on an offense that doesn't really feature wide receivers in the first place. Now, Juju is a 20% target share guy. He's had a 20% target share each of the last three seasons. Usually when a player moves from situation to situation, their target share stays relatively the same over a large sample size. So I don't expect him to walk into the type of target share that Jacoby Myers was getting in New England. Now, can Juju be a fantasy wide receiver three next year, like a top 36 wide receiver? I think so, but he's not really the type of wide receiver that I'm chasing in drafts. Even if it's like later in the single digit rounds, I don't think he has enough upside for me to chase. Now, I do like Jacoby Myers as a player. I think he's a better wide receiver than Juju Smith-Schuster, commanded a higher target share 24% each of the last two seasons, which is pretty legit. But now he has to fight for targets with Devontae Adams, somebody who will likely command a 30% target share once again. And while we can argue that he's the clear number two target behind Devontae Adams, his quarterback is still Jimmy Garoppolo. That's some disrespectful shit. And yes, we've seen wide receivers somewhat thrive with Jimmy in the past, but that was on a Kyle Shanahan offense and guys like Debo Samuel, who makes a living after the catch. And Jacoby really isn't that type of receiver. So I'm not sure how well this fits. I think there were better landing spots, you know, with better quarterbacks and potentially a situation where he could have been the 1A or the 1B in target share. Now the Darren Waller trade definitely helps but the Raiders still have Hunter Renfro, somebody who had a 1,000 yard season the year before. Last season, he was banged up. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a 2A, 2B situation when it comes to target share between those two. Ezekiel Elliott was just released by the Cowboys. It's an end of an era, but it's Tony Pollard's time to shine. He's a winner as a result of Zeke being cut and him being franchise tagged. Now, I won't be surprised if Dallas still drafts a running back on day one or day two of the NFL draft. So this might be short lived for now, but as of now, Tony is the guy. And for now, he's the one who's going to be getting those goal line carries. A key role that he did not have last year. He was still able to finish as a RB1 in fantasy points per game without that role. Now imagine if he gets that role this year look out. Alright, our last loser is a pair of losers. Chris Gowen and Mike Evans. Now the Bucks stayed true to their word and stuck with Kyle Trask and didn't get the quarterback upgrade that I hoped for. With all the options that were available, they only signed Baker Mayfield. Kyle Trask is a huge unknown at this point and Baker Mayfield never helped any wide receiver achieve fantasy relevancy. Anyone drafting Mike Evans or Chris Gowen at this point is taking a shot in the dark. The Bucks led the NFL in pass attempts last season and there is no way that's happening with either of these quarterbacks. Now, both these wide receivers are ballers so there's no way i would say just to completely avoid them there's going to be a price that i'm willing to pay despite the ambiguity of how they're going to do with either of these quarterbacks at some point you got to bet on the talent but for now there isn't a path to major upside with either of these guys 2400 sports is an odyssey company